Welcome back to Dice to Pixels. Tonight we're going to be talking about Wormwood's new Kickstarter, or old Kickstarter, depending on how you figure it. Uh, we're going to be talking about some legal changes that might be coming to games in the future. And we've got some recommendations on games to pass the time and a bunch of other stuff. Timestamps are all below, and we're going to get into it. You don't know about the Wormwood stuff yet very much. No, I kind of... I kind of stopped following the whole Wormwood thing when they announced that they're doing yet another friggin' Kickstarter instead of just putting the damn table on the website. <clears throat> yeah, after saying how many times that they were going to go direct to website, uh, they were going to do like a limited run of tables and then they were going to go to the website. And uh, I quickly tatted up the, the table orders so far on the Kickstarter as of this is 8 p.m. Friday night. And they've already pre-sold 4,200, I think, was the number I came up with. Too damn many. They're already shipping May of 2024, and uh, it's just going to get worse. Mm -hmm. Which I think is going to... Honestly, I think they might have killed the company with this. Uh, we'll get into that in just a, a minute. But the one thing I am excited about, except that I'm, I would be excited about it if I thought I would ever get one, they are offering the hex tables this time around. Those are so nice looking too. They are. Yeah. Uh, I would like a hex table. A um, couple of our viewers have said that they're not that interested in hex. I personally think, especially with sort of our setup where you've got three people, I would love a hex table. So I'm simultaneously super interested. And I, even if I thought I would get it, I'm not waiting until mid of next year to get one. That's absolutely infuriating and stupid. So I'm super old fashioned and I just like the rectangle ones. I don't know what it is. I just like that kind of classic aesthetic to it all, you know? Yeah. Well, so, so, I mean, it, it varies by what you're doing. So like for a dining room, for instance, I would never have a hex table. Cause I think that's silly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. But, for this space, like for the podcast, I think a hex. Oh, yeah. For, for the podcast and for playing D&D &D exclusively, I think a hex table is great. Mm -hmm. um, in, in this case, like we have a space that's specifically for this format. I think a hex table would work great. I don't ever see myself putting one in as a dining room table. Yeah. I think yeah. that would be weird. I'm, mm -hmm. I, I feel like if you had... A small space it could work maybe yeah. it'd be but it would be also very awkward in said small space it would have to be the right small space yeah yeah like so i i envision that like if you were to use it sort of pushed into a corner a little bit mm -hmm. and then you could use like one sort of corner of it and then when you had guests over you could like pull it out a little bit and use it as a as a full-on gaming table i think that could work yeah yeah, hex is a little weird as like a main table, but for if you have a like dedicated gaming room, or mm -hmm. in this case a dedicated studio, uh, not that this is a room, but <laughs> close enough, uh, then I think it makes a lot of sense. Like if if you know you are just going to be using it for especially sort of three or six players, uh, I think that's great. Yeah. I don't know that they're going to sell a lot of them, but I think in the right circumstances, it's mm -hmm. super useful. So, uh. But yeah, so so getting into why I think this might be a huge mistake for them. So what first of all, what they should have done, in my opinion, and I think what they I think somebody in their company even mentioned this on a warm life. I think this was a suggestion that was made. What they should have done was produced or or committed to producing uh, 
200 tables in Elm or, or like 150 tables in Elm and 150 tables in Walnut and then like 50 each of like a couple of the other popular woods and then just offered those. Just put up a Kickstarter that's like we've got 150 slots for an Elm table, 150 slots for Walnut and whatever, whatever. Yeah. Sold 500 tables for shipping like soon because they could have literally started building them the day the Kickstarter went live. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then they would know exactly what they were building and they could just do it with no drama and it would just work. Even if they did something like that, they wouldn't even need to do a Kickstarter. Just do it on your website. Uh, true. Uh, so so what they mentioned, uh, what Doug mentioned, I haven't been keeping up with Warm Life the last couple of months. I kind of zoned out after they were just repeating the exact same thing for the seventh time. Um, what Doug had said was that they wanted to do a Kickstarter so that they could get money all so they could make sure that the interest was there mm-hmm. and get that money up front to extend the runway so that they knew they could keep people employed because you need to have a certain number of people building tables or you might as well not build them at all. So he wanted to like get a bunch of orders in so that they knew they had the runway to then put it on the website to get orders coming in on a regular basis. But the problem I find with that though too is they're a large enough company that's been around long enough. People know they exist. They're like, just put it on your website as pre-orders. Yeah, I I agree. And I think most people agree that if they just did that, they would get enough orders in a day mm-hmm. to fulfill what Doug wanted. Yep. But I also understand like he knows Kickstarter. They had the websites and unknown. Like I can see why he wanted to do yeah. that. But at the same time, like if you need 500 tables worth of orders to bridge that gap, then go and get 500 tables worth of orders and then put them on your website. Right. They've yeah. clearly abandoned the website altogether because at this point, they're not going to be putting it on the website until at least the end of next year. So uh, yeah, and they're locking everybody into the same price, which is super, super stupid because they already got bit by this once. The the last time they did modular game table, Mm -hmm. they made multiple episodes of Worm Life talking about, you know, oh, inflation is crazy and wood's so much more expensive and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, guess what? Elm's (laughs) going to be 30% more in in four months. It's going to be a lot worse now. Yeah, it's like, yeah, Yeah. this was really dumb. This was exactly what they should not have done. Yeah, no, I get like, I was saying, like, do the website, put it in for a limited run of saying we're making 500 tables of this specific type broken down into whatever sells really well or whatever. And then you make those and then you put up another batch like that. It's kind of it's not the same in any way, but I follow a lot of independent yarn dyers and that's what they will do is they will dye a crap ton of their yarn and it's a lot of it is more difficult methods of dying so that they like to do it all at once, but then they post it. And if you are not on their website, the minute that they <laughs> they post their things, it is gone within an hour. It is so hard to get it. So if they built that up, they could build up enough hype, put everything on their website for a limited run, and they would sell out so fast. Yeah, like they either Kickstarter or their website or any other channel, if they had just said, hey, we are going to sell 500 medium uh, elm tables or maple or any of the fairly common woods, uh, they would have had those orders filled literally overnight. I mean, I guarantee Mm -hmm. selling 4,000 plus tables 
on the Kickstarter so far, I guarantee 500 of those are Elm, which is their cheapest wood option, by the way. Yeah. Um, I guarantee that, that at least 500 are. Mm -hmm. So they could have just as easily put up a Kickstarter for 500 Elm tables or put them on their website, as you say, and they would have sold them. And then they wouldn't have had to commit to building almost 5,000 tables at a fixed price or yeah. trying to bring people for more money later. Because I think they did that with the last modular game table. I'm not sure that they increased the base price, but I think they like changed the shipping costs and a few other things. To recuperate that difference. Yeah. Uh, which which is shady. Like yeah. they, they lost a lot of goodwill on that Kickstarter. And I think they're going to do the exact same thing this time. I would lose a lot of faith in them for that as well. And the, the real problem is last time they did this, there wasn't a competitor. But now, like, we've talked about two of them in the last month. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And those two, I, those two I found, well, they're, they're a cheaper option, but they're also uh, friendly for our friends overseas. Yeah. The well, one, that the one specifically. Yeah. There was a, there was a UK one, based one. And then there was the Meeple's Champion last year, which I will say, um, credit to Wormwood. Well, credit kind of to Wormwood. Their Elm table, the base model table in uh, medium, I believe it was, is 850 US. Now, that doesn't come with a topper or anything else, but mm -hmm. that is price competitive with other options, uh, other offerings. At the same time, last time they were selling them for, I believe, more and complaining that they weren't making money. So given that everything is more expensive now and they seem to be selling them cheaper I can't imagine they're going to do better this time. They don't have to buy all the equipment again. So like their margins should be better, but I, it seems weird to me. Yeah. I assume they're banking on a lot of people buying the more expensive tables. Uh, and well, they might, yeah, I don't know. Because if everything's priced lower, people, if they have a budget already in, in mind for it and they will to say, oh, well, I can get this nicer wood that I like because everything's being sold cheaper. But. Yeah, yeah, they might get some upsells on that. And also, once people are in the queue, I mean, the way I think it works is if you're in, for instance, I think they're on wave 12 right now. Yeah, they are. Um, I think if you're in that wave, you don't even have to like uh, finalize your order until, you know, probably next year, yeah. right? Uh, like, I'm pretty sure the $300 that they're charging is just to like buy your ticket in the place, like buy your take a number. Mm hmm um which like fine that that's fine reservations is a thing that happens it's not weird or broken it's fine but um those people might next year decide they want a, a fancier table than they might have otherwise got they are also doing pay payment plans which is good for them uh this might make me sound like an asshole but i'm personally of the opinion that if you need to payment plan a gaming table you maybe shouldn't be ordering a gaming table yeah that's mm -hmm. I, it, it depends though i mean obviously if you already need a table and everything else and and you're just talking about like the the extra little bit on top like it i'm not saying all cases but in general Probably if you need a payment plan for your gaming table, you're like, not that you shouldn't take one, but if yeah. you need one, yeah. maybe you should be passing on that, especially with the way inflation is and everything else. But hey, they've they've got lots of backers. Um, 
if they priced it right, great, good for them. They're they've set themselves up for the next year and a half. If they price them wrong, they are bankrupt and don't know it. Yet. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, in uh, just update, uh, the one gaming table we talked about on Kickstarter, the Origins Lit. Uh, they had two versions of a gaming table. One has like really fancy LED uh, lighting feature. The other is just a straight up table. Um, they are 95% backed right now. They're 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 almost there with 20 days left to go. And they actually have uh, one of their latest updates is uh, basically a comparison to how their table is compared to the Wormwood one. Yeah. That's smart. It's very interesting <laughs> yeah they that, that was there uh when i first uh saw it i i didn't call it out at the time because i didn't want to sound like an asshole if wormwood came out with a really great offering and to their credit the pricing and everything else on the new wormwood kickstarter looks great as a consumer it looks very friendly i just don't know that they're actually going to be able like i I think they might bankrupt the company doing mm -hmm. this because they already did this once and struggled really hard. So yeah, it's because like the one thing they say here is uh, with the game theory, uh, this is the game theory origins uh, table that I'm talking about. You uh, matching chairs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's awesome. Like right there. Yeah. They, they had benches and chairs to match the tables, which is great, which is something that Wormwood has said forever that they're going to do and still hasn't. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I mean, just based on, we know, uh, Richter, like we know people that haven't got their damn Wormwood modular gaming table one yet. And how long ago was that? Oh, years. I don't know how long oh. you'd have to look mm. it up, but like years, we're talking two plus. Um, I'm sure Richter will tell us down in the comments. He'll probably <laughs> drop a comment. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like they lost a lot, lot, lot of goodwill on that first Kickstarter with a lot of people. Obviously, there's still lots of people that are willing to to go with it. But from from my perspective, like if they had just built a run of tables or, or like set up a run of tables, you don't even have to build them ahead of time. But like if you had just built a run of tables and offered a set of tables, yes, there would be people that would be like, I wanted a zebra wood war gaming table and I can't get it. It's like, no, you can't right now. Wait two months and it'll be on the website. Uh, instead, like, I don't know. They're, it's weird. And they're doing them in waves, which doesn't make sense either. Because if I was them, it's like, cool, we'll get all of the orders. We will run all of the medium cherry tables first. And then we will run all of the medium elm. And then we'll, etc. right? Instead, they're going to be doing them like, piecemeal i don't know it all just seems so dumb to me it seems like whoever's running stuff over there which i think is doug still it just doesn't understand business it seems so stupid so yeah whatever if you're in the market for a wormwood modular gaming table check them out i actually was almost gonna order one when i saw the price of the elm i was like cool we could replace our podcast table with one of those because it's even actually potentially cheaper than the one that we were talking about last week but uh, May of next year, like, <laughs> that's not worth no. it. That's stupid. Mm -hmm. uh, we, uh, we, we might not even, we might have a studio by then, a proper one. Or we might be completely gone. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't think we'll be no, completely we'll, gone. We'll still be podcasting. We just might yeah. be podcasting to no one. <laughs> uh so anyways yeah check it out wormwood is doing mgt2 did were you uh finding the original uh, date? i found some article about it it was dated december 2021 so it's older yeah because it was a, it was a pandemic kickstarter 
That much I do know. Yeah. It was right around that time that a lot of people were getting those uh, checks from their government. Yeah, literally, like, I think it went live, like, within weeks of that happening. Yeah. So I might be wrong about it being two full years, but it's it's in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Certainly when they first started hyping it up, it was it was two years ago. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, they uh, they still haven't delivered all of them, which, you know fine you don't have to wait to deliver everything until your next kickstarter but at the same time it's been basically two years and you still haven't delivered them all i'm not counting on you getting them done on time. they they have never delivered a kickstarter on time (laughs) so if we're saying if they're saying may of 2024 i assume it's going to be october it's like yeah there's no way i'm buying a table for the end of 2024 today like give me a break Mm, i don't even have to wait that long for a tesla if i want one anymore (laughs) yeah there's a dealership in town yeah so (laughs) anyways that's wormwood uh i i know it seems like we're being really harsh on wood wormwood uh we do like a bunch of their stuff it's just this table has been such a weird journey for them they i think they made a mistake getting into it in the first place yeah I just, the Kickstarter shit annoys me yeah. more than anything because like you you have a name that people know. People know the name like in, in gaming communities, whatever. They know Wormwood is like good shit, right? So if somebody that has a group of people that they play games with on the reg and they want to get a new game table, just put it on your fucking website and let them buy it. That's what annoys me personally about this is that there was, they promised basically a world where you could just go to the website and order one. And I have to assume that's gone out the window. Chances are, if I watched the latest Worm Lifes, they've said as much. But um, if they're booking out to May of next year, obviously they're not putting it on the website at all for at least 16 months. So like, that's probably what pisses me off about it. Cause yeah, they are way too big to be using Kickstarter. It's all very stupid. I do not support this move by them at all. Obviously many people do though. So hopefully Mm. they don't bankrupt themselves and they're still there in a year. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Should we talk about... Yeah, let's talk about the legal stuff, the the games. Yeah, mm-hmm. the yeah. yeah. Let me just pull up the article again. Yeah, here. you had it open. Yes, I was reading it. So, so a little uh, backstory while she pulls this up. So this this is a news article. We'll link the article, but be warned that uh, the article in question it doesn't have any sources or anything like that. They kind of vaguely hint at a couple of things that this might be related to. They're talking about laws that have been passed and how it's going to affect games. Um, We're taking the entire thing with a heap of salt, but they are very interesting discussion topics. We're not saying these things are going to happen Mm -hmm. because I don't believe that this article is true, Mm -hmm. but they are interesting. So that's what we're talking about. Yeah. So it was um, on MSN website and it was from The Telegraph and it's related to... oh. Open up again. Um, uh, a code, whatever that means. Uh, part of in the article it says the government's digital economy act. I had yeah. to look that up. That's specifically for the UK. But basically, what this article is saying yeah. is that they're going to they whoever they may be. <laughs> 
if there is a they, um, are going to force gaming companies to introduce natural breaks into the design of games, as well as on-screen alerts to encourage children to stop playing under, yeah, and uh, um, which is is kind of interesting. Yeah. So so just to clarify a little bit, um, this is all sort of swept up in the um, the attempt to curb gaming addiction. So, so that's sort of where this is coming from. Uh, and not just gaming addiction, because this is actually, um, TikTok has introduced this recently, and I think you'll see it in other social media as well. Uh, the idea of like, hey, you should yeah. take a break, you know. Um, there's been various things in, I believe, the EU uh, where like Netflix, for instance, uh, and they do it here, but it's yeah. very, 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 very long time. Yeah. But my understanding is like, Autoplay is like even in YouTube, autoplay is off for younger yeah, accounts said, and stuff yep. like that. Uh, and that's been the case for a while. So it's all about like curbing sort of screen, screen addiction. Yeah. Which which is kind of interesting. I think the aspect, the idea of putting alerts into games in itself saying, hey, you've been playing this for, well, I guess it wouldn't necessarily be in games. It would be the consoles themselves. I think so. Saying you've been playing this game for however long, like go pee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take a, take a break, break, you know, yeah. de, de screen for a minute. Yeah. Uh, and so, so that's, that's sort of where they start in the article. And I think that, most people can agree is a pretty reasonable thing. Mm -hmm. Like that, that seems like nothing but a good thing. No, I, and like doing it specifically for children is good, but I think even as adults. Yeah. Like. I would be perfectly fine if my Xbox, yeah. as long as it's not too intrusive. Yeah. But like the Xbox has the little, and I think most game systems do, has the little like toast that comes up and yep. says like, you earned an achievement. If one of those came up and just said like, hey, you know, stand up, <laughs> take a break. Like I, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, I know sometimes I would appreciate that because one of the things that it, 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 uh, discusses in here, the idea of doing that is in relation to, uh, fear missing out at all yeah. in, in the game. And it's like, well, yeah, the game's still going to be there when you come back to it. Yeah. Yeah. That but, FOMO is more for, uh, like online, like MMO kind of games. Yeah. Because man, this, I, like I said, I stopped playing destiny just because I got sick and tired of the same crap. But that game was notorious for fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. Because if you missed a season and you, you know you didn't see uh, a certain cutscene, or if you missed out on getting a specific weapon or, or whatever, you know, that kind of sucked. And like when I was heavy into it, I did miss a season and I did miss a bunch of stuff. And I was like, fuck, like it, it sucked. Yeah. They're trying to curb that now um by taking the lazy route and reintroducing a bunch of old shit from previous seasons and calling it new yeah letting you catch up yeah um but yeah like that to me like that kind of sh stuff is only on like an online kind of platform mm -hmm. if you're if you're playing like a if you're playing hogwarts you know what i mean like fomo is kind of like eh. uh, yeah, i see personally of. i find with like single player games what i run into it's it's much like in reading like oh i'll just finish this one page and then i'll turn off my light and go to bed whereas with the game with with single player games i'm finding oh i'll just go to this place turn in this quest and then i'm done for the day or whatever yep. and i go and i turn in the quest and then there's a natural progression yep. in the storyline and i'm like oh 
well, now I want to know what's going on. But I think if there was that like natural break point or a pop up saying, hey, like this is the time, turn it off for a little bit, then maybe I'd be more inclined to actually do that. That's when I come downstairs and be like, listen, you have to get up to bed now. (laughs) (laughs) Or you just text me. (laughs) Or I just, I actually did that this week. (laughs) Um, yeah, like I like I said, like I I think um I think not very many people are going to find issue with the idea of like let's just let's just build in like little subtle nags to like maybe you should take a break. Like that's that's table stakes. That's mm-hmm. obviously a good thing. Um if you disagree, by all means let us know in the yeah. comments. I'd actually love to hear some dissenting viewpoints on that, but like I don't think I've ever talked to anyone who was like, no, you must not take breaks during game. Like, eh. <laughs> obviously they need to not be super, uh, like naggy, but yeah. like you can do that pretty easily and pretty, pretty nicely. So mm-hmm. I don't think that will, A, I think that that's already happening, whether the law requires it or not. And B, I don't think that'll face it. Yeah, I think that's just res- responsible development. Yeah. But the other part of the article, <laughs> that's a little, a little bit <laughs> more interesting um i'll just read directly what is in here the firms will have to provide parents with a real-time alert about their children's game playing to warn them if their youngsters are trying to access riskier in-game features are exposed to inappropriate violent or sexual content which is absolutely batshit crazy uh and impossible so you know there's that uh that's the part in the article that I'm like, cite your sources. Like the yeah. first part, I'm like, yeah, okay. Like I, I'm sure that's true. I'm sure you mm-hmm. read that somewhere or or it's in a law somewhere. Mm-hmm. I can believe that. The, the next part where it's like, you have to add code to see if your child is trying to like get around age restricted content or something and like what, SMS the parents somehow? Like, yeah. No, that's not going to happen. And that's stupid. And whoever told you that is an idiot. And also it's not games responsibility to parent children. Also, yeah. Watch what your children are doing. That's your job. Yeah. Like I imagine most people that are watching this are aware of what games they are buying and what games that their children are buying. It's a matter of paying attention, go read an article or anything about that, like, like that to find out what a game is about and whether or not it's appropriate for children. Or talk to a friend that, you know, game. Like, I know there's been circumstances where Chad's uh, brother and sister-in-law have told us or asked us about games for their kids before. And we're like, no, no, do not get that for them. Or it is inappropriate. Worst case scenario, like they put ratings on the damn games for a reason. Yeah. I think they're dumb and usually inaccurate, if anything. But I've never seen one that's like... This is safe for 13 year olds. And and I'm like, no, that's like terrible. You shouldn't. It's always like, this is super rated R and nobody should ever play this. It's like, I would give this to a child. This is not a bad game at all. Uh, So like, if you just go by the ratings on the game, I don't think you're ever going to like overexpose your kid. Mm -hmm. I will say, and, and where I think this might have come from is I have been seeing a lot of pushes um, to try and fix the fact that children like get access to um cosmetic purchases and stuff yes. like that and i'm still of the opinion that like don't give your kid your credit card don't give your kid something with your credit card saved in it but also 
it would not be a horrible thing if your Xbox were to all like require that any child account gets parental approval for any purchase. Like mm-hmm. that actually should be a thing. Yeah. If you just set your your account up as like this is my kids account and then anything they try and do requires like any interesting thing that they try and do requires parental approval. Yes. Yeah. So so that may be where this is coming from and I think that could be legitimate. But the way it's phrased in this article it's like that's just impossible yeah, for it's starters. Not, the way that they phrased it sounds like mid game it's going to tell parents what's going on in the game. Yeah, like oh my kid got a <laughs> a, a chat message from somebody in the game that had a bad word in it. I better SMS the No, that's yeah. dumb. Yeah. Like come on, give like, me a break. Can you imagine like Oh. I say, honey, this is a weird one. It's saying that Joshua is trying to get the girl on the unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know they were playing My Little Brony. <laughs> oh, uh, the Witcher. Uh, yeah, the Witcher. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so it's an interesting article. Uh, feel free to give it a read. Um, just in general, the idea of, um increasing the amount of oversight in children gaming i i think is a good thing like being able to set that stuff up as a parent i'm not a parent i don't intend to be a parent but if i were a parent i would want to be able to restrict access to things on like an xbox and i'd want to be fairly sure that they work um i don't want it to text me if my kid's trying to do something weird I just want it to not let them do what I've set up for it not to let them do. <laughs> and, and hopefully they aren't a little jerk and know how to go in and override the systems or go through your account. <laughs> this this may be me being a bad hypothetical parent, but screw that. If my kid's smart enough to like get around my like attempts to yeah. thwart them, they deserve it. Good job. <laughs> well done, kid. Um. But yeah, so so like more parental controls, I think is a good thing. Yep. Um, passing it off to game developers to be your nanny, nah, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's dumb. Yeah. Giving you the controls that you need to do it, absolutely, I approve. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Forcing game companies to just like e nanny your children, not into it. Yeah. No, uh, that's a not possible and b stupid. Yep. Well, and so. ultimately, it falls to the parents to like. Like they're the end all be all when it comes to restricting like kids screen times and stuff. And I look at my my two nephews, like my niece and my new my two nephews and my brother and uh, his wife have done a damn good job of keeping them all active. You know, like my, my one nephew, he plays hockey in there in the summer sports. Same with my niece. Um, and like, yeah, there was a time where they were they always seemed to have something in front of their face. Yeah. But fortunately, like they they do keep them active and, you know, that's good because growing up, <laughs> it was a lot easier for my mom to say, get your ass outside. And you went outside. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, I mean, without all the screens, there was a lot less to do inside. Right. Uh, yeah. The screen time thing, like, obviously, it's important that children like get outside and socialize with people and all that good stuff. Uh, the actual screen time, I, I know a lot of parents who severely limit their children's screen time. And uh, I, full disclosure, I haven't read the psychology behind it and everything else. And 
for all I know, there are perfectly great reasons for doing so. But um, I I have my doubts personally. I, I think that uh, we're all going to be permanently attached to screens within yep. the next 20 years, no matter what age you are. Oh, we already are. Pretty much. I mean, literally permanently attached. Oh, <laughs> like you will have them in your eyeballs. No, thank you. Uh, well, you you say that. I oh, bet I you'll probably be will. Up. But right now I'm not prepared for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so like, I don't know. Like I, like I said, like I'm sure there are like early development uh, psychology researchers that have done the due diligence to say like, we don't think this is a good idea. I'm not trying to badmouth anyone's parenting on, on that front. Uh but I think that's a losing battle. I, if I were to bet on this, I would say within 20 years, you will have screen, your, your brain will be wired directly to a screen one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking as someone who I, I'm an administrative assistant in a, um, uh, uh, physiotherapy office. And so there's always people in our waiting room and people complain about kids being on and screen time. I'm sorry, but elderly people and 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 oh, retirees God, yeah. are just as bad, if not worse. Yeah, I oh, was just sure. checking my emails. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Several times. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I also wonder about like nobody's ever going to convince me that screen time is that just screen time is evil because no. it's like. I see people, and and I'm not specifically talking about children here, just to be perfectly clear, because I don't, again, I don't know what the research says about their teeny little brains, but like, you're going to have a hard time convincing me that it is substantially different uh, for like a six-year-old dude holding a uh, Sudoku book in his hand and, and doing those, paying no attention to the world around them versus somebody like uh, either playing a video game or just playing a Sudoku on their phone. Like there is no difference between that. And I would challenge anybody to provide me legitimate research that says otherwise. Again, for teeny tiny children brains, I don't know. I'm not making any claims there, Mm -hmm. but they're small. Yeah. (laughs) That that's a safe that is a safe statement. They are small. Um, but like, I know adults who are super concerned about their own screen time. And I'm like, I, I think that's dumb. I, not that they are dumb to think that I just, I'm like, screen time is not a unit doom scrolling on TikTok. Yes. Avoid that. Yes. I don't know. Doing Sudokus and math challenges and reading news articles. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That doesn't seem bad to me. That's, like That's no different than sitting and doing it. With a hard copy of some oh, sort. Me yeah. reading reading a book that I borrowed from the library on my phone through that app versus right. me reading the same book in a paperback form. Um, it's, they're it's the same no. thing. Yeah. 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 So like the people who just sort of screen time is bad. I'm like, no, no, no that's, that's crazy. Um, there are types of screen time that are definitely bad for you, but those are separate. Social media in general. By the way, subscribe to our channel. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I could go on a huge rant about all of this because I just have so many opinions that go back through the ages because it's with social media and phones now. And before that is when television came out, it's rotting people's brains. And then before that, it was radios rotting people's brains. And before that, books. Yeah, I I get it. I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) 
when when Chad was a young man, just just moving from pictograms to actually written like full sentences was, uh, yeah, it no, blew I, me away. Every every media enhancement has always been led by followed by the people who are like, no, this is evil. This is the work of the devil. You're you're gonna rot your your brain and everything else. And again, for children. I make no claims because yep. I don't know the psychological impacts of a screen versus, you know, a not screen or what. I don't know. But for normal adults, I challenge anyone to come up with legitimate research, not just some guy who wrote something, but legitimate mm -hmm. research that says that uh, screen time is bad, not not the things you do on the screen, because there are definitely bad things. To oh, do yeah. On screens. Oh, definitely. And speaking of things to do on the screen. Or with a book in front of you. So, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm wondering uh, what kind of games do you all uh, like to pass the time with? First of all, drop a comment because actually, yeah. A, we're curious and B, I could use some more. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I actually do legitimately want to know. Yeah. Uh, what do, what's your go to game for for passing the time? Yeah. For me, um Kerbal Space Program is a popular one, which we'll talk about that a little bit more in a bit, because <laughs> number two is coming. <laughs> uh, and uh, and then I I don't know I like there's a few pocket games that I like on my phone. Nothing too crazy. Wordle's a good one. I you know I blast through those every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Sudoku's are great. Uh, but Toss the Pigs is is a good pocket game. I don't have a copy of it currently, but I'm grabbing one. Uh, it's a fun one to carry around with you. And uh, I'm sure I'll think of a couple more. Sarah, what about you? Um, I like, uh, I think I've mentioned it elsewhere. I like nonograms yeah, or pictographs or anything like that. It's number, word, crossword th type things. I also like regular crosswords too, like New York time crossword. Not good at them, but I enjoy them. <laughs> um, Vampire Survivors is always a good one too. Ooh. And uh we played a lot actually when we we're up at my parents' place. Um, a card game that we call golf mm -hmm. is a nice, quick game ish, quick ish game. Playing a few rounds of that, that's always a, a good time too. Yeah, golf's golf's really fun. Uh, you deal, you basically deal four cards to each player. Um, you can only look at two of those cards once, and you have to remember what it is. And then you put it face down, and then there's a discard, or you you could take a discard um, from the middle. But if you so say you see it yep. and it's like uh, kings are wild, so they count as zero. The whole point is to finish the hand with like the lowest score. Yeah. You, from what you described, you're yeah. basically trying to pair things up to eliminate yeah. their score yeah. or, or get, get the kings. Wild. So yeah. like ideally you you have like all pairs or yeah. all kings yeah. and it's whoever gets the lowest score, yeah. which does sound fun. We should definitely play yeah. it. It's mm -hmm. really good. It's really quick, really good to play. Uh, it's fun. Um couple games i like uh if i'm out and about um i will pull up the microsoft solitaire collection on my phone any day um i love playing all those solitaire games a lot of them i never i never tried before um i think i got over level 100 now on tri peaks <laughs> just because i kept playing the shit out of it nice. <laughs> so sarah would be on the sarah would be on the pc and like the achievement would pop up on the computer like oh you got level level what <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's a, that's a fun game to play on the go. Uh, at home, if I need to kill, like if we're if we're about to go somewhere and I'm waiting for Sarah to get ready, um, because that happens quite a lot. Uh, <laughs> Shut up. Shots fired. I'll uh, uh, quick quick games to play. I'll I'll throw on like Mega Man. I'll 
put on like the Mega Man co- anniversary collection, I'll yeah. probably start playing any one of them uh, because I can usually get pretty far uh, in a half hour. I could probably beat one of them. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Breakout, any sort of breakout oh, game. I love that alleyway breakout. Yeah. Oh, I love those games. Actually, uh, alleyway was one of the first games I had on the Game Boy. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't, I actually I don't was, even know. I can't even picture what, uh, what that is. Uh, it's yeah. like, like breakout. It's when the, the alleyway and breakout, like with the paddle on the bottom and then you have yeah, the, yeah. the ball bouncing. What, breaking what makes bricks. it alleyway though? Is that just I have the, no idea. Oh, that was just the name of the game. Yeah. Okay. I think All it's, right. it's, it's, um, I think it's just a different name. Yeah. For okay. it, Cause it's had so many. Yeah, yeah, I, I found a picture style. of it. it. It looks like just yeah. generic. And maybe it was the first one. I don't I don't know. But anyways, yeah. breakout games. There was actually an idle breakout game on on itch.io. Did you say yes, that? Yes, I did play that one yeah. a bit. Yeah. That was pretty uh, good. Like uh, idle games in general, I love. Actually, I'm still grumpy about uh incremental <laughs> epic hero two. Uh so I'm I'm less grumpy now that I know what happened, uh, at least a little bit. It looks like the person who created it uh had some either family stuff or or whatever and that's why the update stopped um possibly illness it, i didn't dig into it because yeah. personal I'm, stuff that's not my business but it sounds like they actually had struggles and that's why it stopped getting updated so obviously it's hard to feel grumpy about it when somebody's you know has issues but mm-hmm. uh yeah it was it was it looked like it was going to be like my my game of the future it was going to be like years worth and then it kind of just Never got finished, and that was too mm. bad. But idle games in general, super fun. I still dig out Kitten's game every now and then. Yeah. And, Actually, yeah. Uh, the one idle game I have right now is a little bit like Breakout. It's called Zen Shards. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's Ooh. just like little arrows going through and breaking a... Okay. Well, you're going to send that to me later. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, another uh, another fun little game, too. Um, and I only just recently discovered this uh, on the Xbox app for, uh, well, at least for iOS. I'm sure it's the same for Android. Um, they have their reward system where uh, you earn yep. points that you can get, um, uh, you yeah. know, for gift cards or something. Yeah, you right? can you can enter to like, uh, you can get entries for like winning consoles and stuff like that. Yeah. So one of the rewards is uh, to play uh, their game Microsoft Jewel. And you can launch it from the Xbox app. And it's basically just Bejeweled. But I didn't know yeah. that. So literally, it's like right here. I got it right here. Like yeah, it, yeah. it says launch Jewel. I just brought it up. Yeah. And you play it. You beat a level. You get 30 reward points for it. But it's even that. Like I got the first time I I, found, I started playing that, I got lost in that. When it said like complete one level. And I ended up going through like 13 before I was like, oh, right. I got points to collect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my mom was super into Candy Crush. I mean, I'd be yeah. lying if I said I hadn't played it, mm-hmm. but like I played Candy Crush. She was like addicted to Candy Crush. So yeah. I played Best Beans for a long time too, which is a little bit like Candy Crush, only it's like got a f- little bit of a fighter aspect type thing to it. I played the hell out of that for the longest time, and yeah. that was a good one too. I want to say there was a game called Dragon Quest or something like that that was yeah. similar that I played a bunch of. I'm currently playing Jewel, by the way. <laughs> it's just, it's fun. It's, 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 it's incredible. It's so fun. Like it's, it's nuts. Like I, it, it actually reminds me of, um, damn it. What game was it? It was one of the, it was a racing game that came out on, um, uh, 360, but that's where it, there was an arcade in it. And that's where the first geometry wars was that you could play. 
Oh, really? Yeah, I can't. Project Gotham Racing, I think it was. Either huh. Project Gotham Racing 2. And you go into this arcade and it had the first Geometry Wars in this game. And you could le- legit just play it. And then they ended up... It, uh, Geometry Wars is like a... It's a twin stick shooter where everything is just basically um, like Vectrix yeah. kind of... Kind of like stuff. asteroids, but not quite. Yeah, yeah. And just crazy fast pace with nutty particle effects. And mm-hmm. yeah, really fun game. But yeah, that's another little quirky one to just pass the time. If you, you know, want to play Geometry Wars, any one of them. Is there any other um, like regular on the electronic games? There are many. Uh, some of not many of them are small. And most of them I don't have in the house. Uh, skee-ball. I mean, Dave, it... If you're looking to pass the time, if you've got a day to pass, Dave and Buster's or something like it, which actually, incidentally, I didn't mention it last week because I forgot to. Dave and Buster's has created uh, an official uh, Dave and Buster's in Roblox. Oh. Oh. So you can like hop into Roblox and play Dave and Buster's. Cool. So are we going to? We should. Roblox yeah, we, we, we should. Well, I already have one. I actually oh. played Roblox a, a bunch. There was. Uh, streamer uh the mj way uh who was playing forgive me i'm i'm gonna sound like such a nerd here uh was playing a game a level in roblox where you basically had to um collect points to get the next upgraded pet so you were just trying to collect all the different pets it was vaguely pokemon-ish but not quite that sounds like i'd be into it yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) uh so i got a roblox because he was playing it and and i was just like fuck i have to play this (laughs) so i created a robot roblox account a while back uh but yeah we should check it out uh i meant to mention it on last week's podcast because i was like oh that's cool like an official dave and buster's uh Mm -hmm thing that's kind of neat i'm mm-hmm. curious what it is uh the reason i say dave and busters is because ski ball is the best game to play ever it doesn't like i could be somebody could be like what's you only can ever play one game again ski ball really no mm-hmm. not really but but <laughs> yeah. close it's i love ski ball um i'll say uh like even <clears throat> those like uh travel one, connect four like the travel oh, version yeah. of that oh yeah uh, but we can't forget subjective guess who Oh. <laughs> yeah well we've mentioned subjective guess who previously or maybe on in a previous life i don't know um you can decide how inappropriate to be but the the rule of subjective guess who is you you fire up subject yeah. you fire up a game of guess who you are not allowed to ask any actual factual information mm-hmm. it always has to be like does, does your does, character have daddy issues yeah, do they do they grind their own beans? Do they roast their own coffee beans? Uh, or you can go very inappropriate. That's up to you. Yeah, I think one of the, one of the better memories was watching you and our friend Sam play subjective guess who while the while we're all also trying to play a round of Mario Golf. Yeah, yeah, that was great. That was one of the only twofers I've ever had where we yeah. both guessed correctly. Yeah, that um, was fantastic. That yeah. first game was amazing. Um, yeah. Well, I, this I think this one will segue into uh, another little thing here that we wanted to bring up. But another good uh, game to pass the time is Tetris. Yes. Yeah. Which subsequently, uh, there is a really interesting freaking movie coming out based around the uh, license. I'm going to say the license acquisition 
of the textures property for the release of the Game Boy. Yeah. So so just to be clear, you you may have seen there's a Tetris movie and and like Chad initially had, you may have just screw that. It's stupid. But but it's not really about like it's not like let's make a movie about how like characters are playing in Tetris or anything. It's about the actual like as as Chad says, like the acquisition of the licensing, the creation of the game, all that stuff, the the pairing of it to the Game Boy. Yeah. Uh, the way I described it to these guys earlier was it's it's more like imitation game and less like you know the Dungeon and Dragons movie. So it looks pretty interesting. I'm definitely going to give it a watch yeah. when it comes out. I think we actually the three of us might watch it together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, no, you you had initially been like, oh, that's and and I well, no, no, I didn't say like, no, that's stupid. But no, I was no, like, you, you I, I no, I initially <laughs> thought it was about the guy that created yeah. Tetris. Like, yeah. I thought it was like one of those um, documentaries on you right. know, like, well, this is how you created Tetris, and you know, yeah, but un- no, interesting. But it, it actually looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And and you can probably speak more to this than I can because I think you know more about it. But uh, just just for your uh, edification the the licensing of tetris was not trivial because the person who created it was actually in the soviet union yeah uh so like it's not straightforward it's not like well we'll have a meeting with somebody and we'll it like no there's there's a lot more to it than that Mm -hmm. just watching the trailer uh it holy crap like it looked good yeah Yeah. because this was yeah it, it was probably like mid 80s mid to late 80s that all of this would have transpired and i can't remember when was it the early '90s that the Soviet Union dissolved? <laughs> dissolved. Oh yeah, something like that. I I don't know, but this was definitely during yeah. the years of the Soviet Union. This yeah. was not post. Yeah, they even they mm-hmm. even mentioned in the trailer like you're a citizen of the United States. If you're going to Russia, you're like considered the enemy. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, it, it the trailer the trailer. If you haven't checked, we'll we'll drop a link down below. But definitely check out this trailer it looks like it's going to be a great freaking movie. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't dismiss it just based on like the, Oh, Tetris, that looks dumb. It, it actually looks pretty cool. Yeah, Chris it, Pratt is not in this movie. <laughs> no, Taron Edgerton is. And I fell in love with him uh, after he did the Elton John movie. Yeah. So I looks, I initially thought it was uh, Gary Oldman. The one, just the one angle and the one picture yeah. you see of him. I'm like, well, is that the, James Gordon. <laughs> it's because of the glasses and the mustache. Yeah. But, uh, <sighs> I Sorry. forget what I was going to say. Um, oh, it looks kind of neat because they've actually put in like kind of tetris effects to yeah. c- certain parts of it, too. Yeah. Like that aren't in the game. It's like real life type stuff. Yeah. It it looks like they did a good job. We'll yes. see. I'm not going to rush out and like buy it instantly or anything, but we will definitely watch it at some point because it it seems like the right amount of video game history meets a very nerdy movie yeah my cup of tea yeah <laughs> uh it's on uh, apple plus sorry i didn't i, oh, if I it, did not mention that it's is it apple already plus. out uh i don't know if it's out we're gonna look that up real yeah. quick yeah um because if it's actually already out uh, i have an apple plus trial which by the way if you're an xbox ultimate game pass member or probably gold uh you have an apple plus subscription that you can renew that you can claim for three months uh march 31st if you are a new member, so if you are a new member, if you've not had Apple Plus before and you've got Xbox Game Pass, you can use it to watch Tetris. Yeah, it's cool. uh, it, it debuts on March 31st. Cool. Well, we'll watch it then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Um, cool. 
you were mentioning about this VR thing. <laughs> this is fun. Okay, <laughs> so I told that I told these guys about this a little bit earlier. So the reactions are going to be a little subdued until I get to the part I didn't tell them. But um, there is a new horror game which I believe is called R.I.P. That is going to be for the PSVR 2. And, and we've shit on the PSVR 2 in the past, mostly because of the price point, And I stand by that. But it has eye tracking, which does a few different things for the system. Uh, these people have figured out that they can use the eye tracking to determine when your eyes are closed. So when you close your eyes playing this horror game, they get to know about it. And you can imagine yeah. what they're going to do with that. <laughs> no. No. I don't want to. <laughs> uh, I'm just imagining, like, because I played Alien Isolation in VR. <laughs> I'm just imagining that game knowing when I had my... And it's... This is the part that I'm not sure about. There's There's various reports on this technology. Some of them say they will know when you close your eyes. Others have said they will know when you blink. It's possible that they will know when you blink because I, I did a little bit of back of the napkin math earlier today. A blink on average takes about 100 milliseconds. So we'll call it like 60 to 100 milliseconds. 60 frames per second game renders a frame every what? 16 milliseconds, something like that. Uh, these are numbers that I just, I think I have right from knowing games anyways nerd. um yeah nerd right so it is definitely possible that during a blink they could render a scary clown or or whatever right i don't know if the eye tracking is that sensitive like i don't know if it's that real time so i'm taking the when you blink with a grain of salt but definitely like people who are like it's too scary i'm closing my eyes bad move <laughs> I want to know if you can actually do it when they blink, because if you can, I am officially proposing CEO of Microsoft, who is obviously watching as they mm -hmm. always are. Of course. Uh, Sony. Sony. Yeah. Well, Microsoft, <laughs> make PSVR 2 work on Xbox and then I'll buy one. <laughs> um, the game, the game, by the way, is uh, the Dark Pictures Anthology uh, Switchback VR. Oh, OK. I was completely wrong. Then. <laughs> cool. Um, so I want an accessibility feature that when you blink wearing the PSVR, it does scary clown every, every like few minutes in any game you're playing. If you blink, you know, randomly every 150 plus or minus 20 blinks or whatever, you get scary clown. And the accessibility portion of this is it's only for people with low blood pressure. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can imagine shitting myself. Honestly, yeah. that that sounds like such a good use of the feature. I just hope it is actually real time enough to do mm -hmm. it when you blink. Because, oh, man, that'd be so good. Uh, it would make uh, that would actually be the killer app yeah. for, for horror games specifically. That would be the killer app. Being able to like do haunted house stuff or whatever in VR where it's just like, oh, you blinked. Guess what? <laughs> <laughs> So you decided to close your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I think that is super fun and I can't wait to see how well it works because uh, that's just such a genius idea. 
And I hope more people use that kind of stuff in the future. You blink and then everything turns into this like fuzzy, cute little playful world that's brightly that's brightly colored and, you know, all kinds of fun stuff. And then you start seeing like demons and stuff ripping out of like, you know, cute little unicorns and yeah, well, fluffy it, little rodents. Yeah, you can just like if you can do it that quickly, if you can actually if it will tell you the instant eye tracking goes away. Yeah which I have serious doubts about because I can't imagine it's that fast. I'm sure there's a delay there, which means I kind of doubt blinking is on the table, which is too bad. Um, but if it could actually be fast enough to, to support blinking, you could literally be playing along, doing your thing, and then all of a sudden go from like, as you were saying, like a nice walk in a park to just hell. Yeah. You just blink and suddenly you're in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's so many things you could do with that. Yeah. That that could be a VR killer app. Hell yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Cocaine Bear real quick. There is a game. So there's Hi. apparently <laughs> there's apparently a movie about a drug dealer who crashes a plane. And it's a, a it's bear. actually a rare, real thing. What happened is they were uh, running drugs, cocaine, yes. over a forest, and I believe they hit turbulence or something, and or they had to they had to offload a crate or a skid of coke, and it fell into a forest. A bear found it and proceeded to eat it, and then died. Okay, so I did not know the story. I feel bad for the bear. This sucks. However, if you can get past the fact that a bear died, and that is actually tragic because bears are awesome. There is a game to go with the movie, which is essentially Pac-Man, except you are a bear that is eating cocaine and chasing down campers and ambulances to eat them. I played it briefly <laughs> earlier. It's a browser-based game, and it is super awesome. <laughs> so aside from the fact that a bear died, and that's actually, that super sucks, and I feel bad about that, Cocaine Bear is a hell of a game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing I've found all week, and I love it. Um, I thought the drug dealer had gotten eaten by a bear. No. And I was like, well, I don't feel bad for a drug dealer. Maybe maybe in the movie, because I know they fictionalized it and made it a little bit more crazy in the movie. I, I but, think uh, the movie, yeah. I, I do think I read a synopsis of the movie and it sounded like it was a drug dealer that got chased down by a bear. So, uh, but I don't, like I said, I knew no mm -hmm. details except that I saw a game called Cocaine Bear. And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> so... <laughs> The game is fun. I don't know the real events. They sound tragic, but the game is fun. Mm. Um, there's a we we're basically at time, but there's a couple other quick, real quick things. I'll just I'll just toss them out. Uh, Ubisoft has confirmed they're going to be at E3, Yay. which is well. I mean, hey, the <laughs> the big three pulled out, so at least somebody says they're going to be there. Mm -hmm. uh, they said pending it not being canceled. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, this is, this is something I'm curious to see what anybody, mostly the viewers think about this. There's a, uh, I want to say this is in Calgary, but I might be wrong. It's, uh, it's called bagels and battleship. And what they're doing is they're, they're doing food delivery from like ghost kitchens, um, like pop-up kitchens and they're doing board game rental with your food delivery. That's a good idea. It sounds like a good idea. It's hard to get the games back. Yeah, that's my thought. Like, I, my first thought was, oh, cool. That sounds great. And then I'm like, wait a minute. How the fuck would that work? It is Calgary. Calgary, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm curious. Like, is that something that people would... I, I don't know if I would use that or not. I 
feel like I might just order a game from Amazon and order food, but I, I mean, if if you don't want to spend the money on the game in itself to find out whether or not you like it or you think you're only going to play it yeah. once, I think that's a good deal. Yeah. Um, but it depends on the collection and everything yeah, else. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting thought. I like I said, like I that's about all I know. I I didn't read deep into it because it's in Calgary. I'm never going to be able to use it, so it doesn't really matter. But I saw it and I'm like, that's interesting and weird. Mm-hmm. It's the getting the games back, like the delivering a game with your food. Great, that seems perfectly reasonable. But then somebody's going to have to come and get it back, or you're going to have to take it back to them, or something, and mm-hmm. that seems a little weird. But Anyways. Like, re- like returning a video back in the day in the mail slot. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, you could do. <sighs> like, let's let's not kid ourselves. You could yeah. definitely do that. But it it does seem a little bit weird. Uh, mm. Vaguely, from what I read, it sounded like they were uh, pulling them from community like libraries. Mm. So it is possible that you would literally have to like take it back to wherever it came from. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Alrighty. Hey, right. there's thirty three in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're actually we're we're right at time. Yep. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we almost we kind of went over this week, but uh, did you want to talk about what your no. plans are for next weekend? <laughs> uh, I'll I'll mention it real quick, Chad. If you want to take off, you can. I'm um, out of here. Uh, so next week, uh, which is yeah, still next week. If you're watching this and when we release it, uh, Kerbal Space Program Two comes out on February the twenty fourth. And I have taken that day off work and I intend to do some streaming of the game. I was a huge KSP1 fan and I am sure I will love KSP2. So um, if you are looking for more information, I will be posting some more on Discord. Uh, I will not be the only person live streaming that game, but I do intend to hop on and do some. And I am looking for reasonable challenges to do. Uh, when I fire up the game, because it's going to be similar enough to KSP one that I I don't expect I'll have to like learn the game. So if anybody has any interesting challenges, if anybody is a Kerbal fan and has a challenge that they'd like to pose to me, go ahead and drop it in the comments, and I will, as long as it's reasonable, I'll do my best. Okay, cool. And with that, I think we'll say good night. Uh, drop us a subscribe if you're into it. Definitely click like on the video and. Uh, We'll see you on the next one. Thanks.